Welcome to Designer Soul Podcast. I am your host, Jarissa Johnson, founder of Mindset Mastery Hypnotherapy, where I help clarity-seeking women decondition their subconscious mind and strengthen their intuition so they may step into their authenticity and live their life purpose. Join me for conversations on subconscious reprogramming, energy healing, using your human design, and stepping into your birthright of being authentically you. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Design Her Soul Podcast. This is your host, Jarissa Johnson, and today we're going to talk about receiving. If you follow my Instagram page, you probably follow other pages relating to manifestation and creating your own reality. And these are great, but I haven't heard anyone specifically talk about what it's like from my point of view. Therefore, I'm hoping some of you will be able to relate to this episode and know that first, you are not broken, and second, be able to come up with a solution for yourself if you do experience this so that way you can start connecting in ways that you desire. Now, I specifically want to talk about receiving and connections. It's a human need, something it seems everybody desires, and those who claim they want to move into the woods have probably just had very hurtful experiences in the past and are probably not impressed by human behavior. So, who can blame them for wanting to hide from the idea of connection, especially in today's world? But there are amazing people out there that are willing and ready to pour into you regardless of what you've experienced in the past. Crazy, I know. So, I come from a background where love was shown through just having a roof over your head. My mother always told me that I should be grateful for that, but the last time she told me that I said, Mom, I could have been homeless, and as long as I had love, it doesn't matter what was over my head. And honestly, that had never occurred to her before. It seemed like whenever my mother would pour into me as a child, she would take it all away just as fast through disconnecting and find ways to be angry. And she would blame my sister and I for her dysregulated nervous system. And I remember specifically there was a point in my childhood where I just lost hope in any kind of connection. And I'd say that was probably around the age of 11. The idea of connection was extremely confusing and I shut myself off from many experiences of feeling joy and connection and I spent the rest of my childhood just in my head plotting how I would escape. And the funny thing about escaping the environment is that even though you're physically out of the environment, like your body still remembers. And I thought I could just go to college and be done with my past and that is far from the truth. And so my early 20s in college were definitely the toughest because... While everyone else was out partying and making friends, I was extremely overstimulated in the presence of expressive people. And to the point where I just wanted to cry all the time, so I shut myself off from others because I didn't want others to walk I didn't want to walk around on eggshells around others, and I didn't want others to walk around on eggshells around me. And I literally felt like there was something wrong with me. At the time, it never occurred to me that my nervous system was extremely dysregulated. In fact, I didn't even learn about that until about a year ago when I was 28, and I'm 29 now. And so I found that in my journey to connecting with others, because I didn't have an explanation for what was happening, I just thought that there was something wrong with me. And other people pulled away from me, labeling me as aloof and apathetic and uncaring and mean and defensive. And I didn't understand how to give in ways that people were expecting of me. The subtleties of just feeling others' emotions wasn't something I was able to register because I had literally shut it off. And I grew up in an environment where it was constant anxiety and stress from others, so I physically numbed myself to stop feeling it. And looking back, I realized that I was an extremely sensitive kid. 
Um, I had a lot of IBS and subtle health issues because of my sensitivities. And because they weren't life-threatening, my family viewed me as fine. I wasn't dying, therefore I was fine. And if there wasn't something life-threatening as far as a medical diagnosis, then I was just lying about my entire experience. And so right there, you can see where I learned to push my feelings aside, essentially gaslighting myself every time that I felt that something was off. And so I just learned to gaslight my entire human experience. And so not only was I not able to register what was happening with me, but I didn't have the skill set to register what was happening with others. So fast forward about a year ago, I learned how to really feel the feelings that I was carrying and suppressing. And no lie, I literally spent months of just crying and feeling and just being physically and emotionally and just spiritually exhausted all the time. I was probably in this space for a good, at least five months. And I'm still working through a lot of it still, but in very different ways. Like it's not as emotionally taxing. It doesn't take me near as long to like process the things that come up for me. Um, I'm at a point now where in my body, I feel safe enough to experience new things, but you know, not enough to just trust and listen to the intuition like all the time. Um, I still experience a lot of skepticism when it comes to things to me, but um, not in a way where I'm locking myself in a box. It's more of, I recognize what's happening and I need to take a time out. Now, one of the effects of constantly being in defense is attracting people who are emotionally unavailable. It's probably no surprise that your body will be more attracted to situations that are considered familiar and to your body, familiarity is safety. And that doesn't mean that it's for our highest good. It just feels comfortable. So for the last 10 years or so, I have pushed away situations that I felt a lot of feelings for, especially if I felt like I was supposed to be feeling like a lot of higher vibrational feelings like happiness and joy. And I really pushed away a lot of situations that made me feel unsafe and pushing myself out of my comfort zone of trying to feel those higher vibrational things really felt unsafe. And so I ended up attracting a lot of situations where people didn't really have the space for me in their life. And me being alone in my own space was a safe feeling for me. The space was a, a great excuse to hide from my in my own world and come out sometimes, you know, when it was convenient for me. And as I began to clear a lot of the old feelings and programs around this, my desire to connect has grown stronger and distant connections are no longer appealing. Or so I thought. I've noticed at first it felt like pulling teeth to get connections from anyone. It just, it literally felt impossible. Um, you know, why doesn't anyone notice me? And I, I felt alone and isolated and quite frustrated. But then I began to attract people who were extremely attentive when they were with me. But it seemed like they would forget about me when I wasn't there except for their convenience. So more of like an out of sight, out of mind. And so instead of attracting people that were just extremely unattentive all the time, um, I was beginning to attract people who they were really great when I was with them. And then, you know, it would be crickets until I reached out basically. But then something happened where I began attracting people who not only reached out, but people who actually wanted me in their space. And that has been by far the hardest. You know, these friends are funny, they're expressive, they're outgoing, they're loving. 
And it feels like my energy hit a block in my heart space when I had tried to connect in the same way that they're trying to connect with me. And at first, I had just accepted it as my personality, but then I met someone who has been more intimately connected with me than in the way that they have poured into me. And it has been extremely uncomfortable because it's like my heart is trying to expand, but it's opening up a lot of old wounds. And old me would have been like, hell no, and pushed them away. And I would have come up with a really great excuse of, I need to focus on building my business, or I wasn't in the right headspace, or, you know, try to find the things that were wrong with them that just didn't align with my so-called values. However, I know better. You know, witnessing myself has led me to some hard truths, like I would never be in the right space for connection, and that the safe person, that a safe person to witness me is exactly what I need, as bad as I want to hide. There's never like a, there's never a right time. You just have to make the time to push through and like really sit with yourself. So the solution to all of this is you have to do the central nervous system work. You know, like breath work is going to be extremely important in opening up your heart space so it can expand, but it doesn't happen in a day. And that's something that's so frustrating to see when looking on Instagram is that You see all these little Instagram reels for like how to open yourself up and it just seems like it's going to be instantaneous. You're just going to have all these emotional releases when in reality it happens in layers. Like you're not going to release it all in a day or a week for that matter. And if you're like me and have a specific person you want to connect with, but find yourself extremely triggered, like you have to do this kind of work in stages. And In the beginning, when you're, let's say, in a new relationship or you're spending a lot of time with a specific friend that you want to be more connected with, in the beginning, you may want to spend every waking hour with them in the beginning, but your central nervous system is going to need time to process. Eventually, it is going to shut down. In the moment, you may not realize that you need a time to reset, but you may notice you become agitated and relieved when you spend time apart. Now, I understand that some people naturally need time to themselves, But I do not believe that they will know how much time they need for just themselves in the beginning, especially if they have the majority of their time alone because it gives them a sense of safety. And I say this as someone who spent the majority of my my early 20s, like literally even my childhood, just by myself, locked in my own head. And I say this in the beginning because we spend time alone to find our sense of authenticity. We, our sense of authenticity is our sense of safety. And when we don't feel as though we can connect with other people, we feel as though we can only be ourselves by ourselves. And so we go to a place where we can be ourselves, which is typically alone. And then we will find that we don't need as much time apart from other people when we find people where we can be completely authentic with. And so knowing who we can be authentic with in the beginning is a bit tricky because one might expect it to happen all at once you know, the magical knowing of this is the one, but trust has to be earned, especially in your body. You have to, you have to allow this process to happen organically. So it may be a roller coaster of connection and feeling triggered, retreat, relax, and then you start the cycle all over. But eventually with the right people, you will find that you can feel triggered with them, leaving less of a need to retreat. And when that happens, you will know how much time you need alone for your own authenticity and expression versus 
really only being alone because you feel unsafe around other people the majority of the time. Now I want to talk about the idea of breathwork in my journey. This is mostly an opinion based on my experience, but based on how drastic my results have been, I'd say it's solid enough to share with others. So one of the most frustrating things as someone whose life revolves around experimenting with the self is understanding the parts and when the parts need to be utilized. And so breathwork is one of those parts where it has many purposes and you can take the idea of breathwork as deep as you want to go. But for right now, we're going to specifically go over the idea of connection. Right now, I want you to stop and just notice your breath for a second. Notice your chest expanding and contracting. Notice if you're breathing in your upper chest, through your stomach, through your nose, through your mouth. Just breathing in and out. Now we are going to do an exercise to bring awareness to the importance of our breath and how it relates to connections with others. When we're kids, we're supposed to learn to co-regulate with our parents, but not all of us are blessed with that ability, so we have to teach ourselves. And as you get older, you can develop your relationship with your breath using visuals and by stopping and listening. And there are two parts to this relationship with your breath. So the first is the co-creation with your breath. And then there's you creating an experience with your breath. In co-creation, you're listening to your breath like a friend. You follow the breath as though it's holding your hand and allow it to lead you. And this is where creation of safe space is important because if you allow it, your breath can take you very deep, which requires a certain level of safety. So if you are in a safe space physically, I like you to imagine a place where you feel relaxed and peaceful, whether real or imagined. This is a technique we use in hypnotherapy to help clients create safe spaces within their mind. This is a space where clients can come back to if they're ever feeling, you know, extremely stimulated in their mind or extremely triggered and just need a space to just kind of come back to. And this is extremely important, at least for, for me in the very beginning. Learning to continually create safe spaces in the mind, I say, is step one to learning to connect with others because you're coming back to yourself. But while you're here, notice what sights, sounds, smells, feelings you create with your mind. You know, do you notice specific shades of green? Are you inside? Are you outside? Are you you in the sun? Are you at the beach? You know, where are you in your mind's eye? And so just note where you associate with safety. And as you relax deeper into this space, you will notice that your body starts to take deeper breaths. You'll notice that your breath begins to change. And so just spend a moment here and just notice how your breath shifts. Perhaps you'll notice your inhales are longer. Your exhales are longer. Now send your breath deeper into your body. And take your time with this. The goal of this is to feel all the way into your toes and the palms of your feet, but work it through like a pulse. So you may send your breath through your stomach and then on your next breath through your pelvis and then on your next breath through your thighs and then your knees and then your calves. Take your time. But I like to imagine feeling my breath growing and expanding into my bones and going through my blood and 
really just finding all the spaces in my body that I can feel. And as you sit with the feeling of relaxation longer, you may notice that you begin to yawn or have the desire to stretch. And this is so important because yawning and stretching is your body's way of expanding its capacity physically. I mean, think about it. Stretching is literally your body expanding. And sometimes we aren't ready to deep dive into the big feelings because we need to expand our capacity physically. And so in this moment, notice where you have tension or stiffness in your body. And now send your breath there. You can always imagine sending a color to this space. So sometimes I'll imagine pinks or purples going to a specific place in my body and just imagine watching it just expand. And I notice how I feel as I watch this energy expand in my mind's eye. And imagine this space in your body just continually just expanding and relaxing. And how can you help this expansion? Do you notice if you want to stretch or go into a yoga pose? or even dance around, jump around. And this is where we allow our body to co-create with us. If we're looking to extend our capacity and our body for connection, how can we first create a stronger connection within our body? But because once we let all this junk go, our body, our breath will help us discern who and what is worth connecting to. Therefore, to expand our capacity towards others, we must extend our capacity towards ourselves, specifically our bodies. And our body has to be ready for others, especially especially as women. You know, we'll notice that whenever we have intimate partners, that if we don't feel safe with a partner, our body is not going to open up. We physiologically will not be able to relax. And so we have to prep our environment to be able to co-create with others. And so when we have all of this baggage that is keeping us tense and contracted, it's going to keep keep us from being able to connect with others, whether that's just a friend and wanting to to be in the same room with them or even as far as intimate relationships. So we are working on the internal that will eventually reflect externally. Here's the thing, though. This is a lifestyle. Connection is a lifestyle. Therefore, you must continually develop your connection with yourself. And your connection with yourself will evolve, just like your connections with others will will evolve. Meaning, you must take initiative to breathe into your body, to develop a relationship with your body, move your body. Notice where it's contracted in this present moment and the present moments moving forward. And as you gain confidence in your ability to know what contraction feels like for you and to know what safety feels like for you, then you will be able to start working through your triggers, which I will go over in a later episode. So this episode is to introduce you to the very first step in developing your capacity for connection, which is coming back to your body. Do not rush this process. I was in this stage for about four months, which seems like a long time, but once you're out of this stage, you will begin to process your life faster. And so when I came out of this stage, I was processing my life like extremely fast whenever I was triggered. So I wasn't sitting in spaces um, for, for weeks. I was literally processing things like within hours whenever I was triggered. 
So don't knock this part of the process. Really take your time learning to develop your foundation with your body. It is tedious, but I cannot stress enough how important this foundational work is. And you cannot outlogic your body's capacity for connection. This is a feeling process, something we're taught to disconnect from very early on. And this goes back to infancy and toddler years, because during that time, you didn't have a language for what you were feeling. You just felt it. You knew if you were comfortable and if you were not. And if you are not comfortable, then you cried. Simple as that. And as you feel into your body, you will notice there are times that you want to cry, that you want to express your emotions, but you are an adult now. You are creating safe spaces for yourself to be able to express these suppressed feelings that are ready to come up to express these versions of yourself that are ready to be seen. And there is no need to always try to make sense of it. Follow your breath and let it guide you. You intuitively know what you need. And the spiritual community is always talking about developing your psychic gifts and abilities, but your body is how you tap into all of this. Everyone has spiritual gifts and abilities. It just depends on your ability to pick up on the subtleties. And if you can pick up on your... The subtleties within your body, meaning feeling for tension and expansion, feeling into the spaces where you're contracted and sitting with those spaces, you will naturally open yourself up to more gifts, abilities, and of course, connection, but that requires you to move through the junk and develop your connection, not only with yourself, but the connection with the universe and other people around you. But first, we must learn to use the gift of breath. Everybody has this gift. Everybody has to breathe. It is a tool. It is the literal connection from the spiritual to the physical. So let's recap. We learn that we are not suffering from an inability to connect. Our body is contracted, meaning our literal muscles are contracted. And to step out of that contraction, we need to create a safe space in our physical. This could be your room, a corner of your home. This could be your car, just somewhere where you can go when you feel triggered, when you feel your body is at capacity when trying to connect with others. And so next, we learn that connection happens in cycles. So it's normal to feel apathy or feel like we need to retreat and recharge. This is when we go to our safe space to work through our triggers. But before we can work through these triggers, we need to know how to create safe spaces within our mind, meaning a peaceful place, whether real or imagined. So know what colors, ideas, scents, textures bring you comfort and peace. So not only can you incorporate them into your physical environment, but you can imagine them and use them as anchors in your mind. Then we must develop our capacity to go into our body using our breath. We allow the breath to show us where we hold tension and we ask ourselves, what do we need in that moment? And as we send our breath into that space, we can move in a way that allows for expansion. So in what ways, as we're feeling into our body, using our breath, can we allow for expansion through movement? These movements don't have to be big. It can be as something as simple as opening and closing your fists or swaying back and forth or just tensing a muscle and relaxing it. But as we develop this capacity to expand our body, we can then begin working through triggers from our past. And as we begin working through these triggers, we expand our capacity to connect with others. Well, my friends, that is all that I have for you today. I hope you found this episode helpful. 
And if you have any questions, please reach out to me through Instagram, through email, through my website at mindsetmasteryhypnotherapy.com. But until next time.